Do you remember the beginning of your marriage when your relationship was passionate, your connection was deep, your love was strong, and the sex was good? Remember that? Then the honeymoon was over, reality kicked in, and you found out that this marriage thing isn't as simple as it seemed. We are Kevin and Charmaine Lomax. We're going to take you on a journey through the good, the bad, and yes, the ugly sides of marriage. We'll bring you tools from experts in the field and tips that will help you strengthen your relationship. We'll be honest about what it takes to build a healthy one that will stand the test of time. When we learn how to love and make it a priority, this marriage thing is worth it. All right, so we are back with Fighting Fear Part 2. It's a continuation of last week's episode, which was Part 1. And we're going to talk more about arguing and disagreements that couples have. Yeah, and we're going to start with the top five reasons that people argue. It's free time, Mm -hmm. money, housework, physical intimacy, and extended family. Mm -hmm. We already established that it's normal to argue, right? Yes, it's definitely. Right. So couples who argue often and in a peaceful manner are more likely not to be separated. We covered some of that on the last episode. And the common thread between the strongest couples is that they argued and immediately talked openly and honestly about the arguments afterwards. And 69% of marriage conflicts never are solved. There's like a never-ending argument. So last week we had, there was a couple that we gave an example of, right? Um, they were not really connecting, you know, they, their life was busy, she was home with the kids, she was tending to the house, and... And he was at work trying to support his household, thinking that he's taking care of the family. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and um, and she felt because he came home late... Because he always came home late. Because, well, because he always came home late. Yeah. That, um... It was a problem. That they, yeah, that there was a problem, uh, but instead of actually addressing the problem they had know, an argument they had an argument it sounded like it was an argument that they had ongoing before yeah definitely they know, had it a few times a problem that they've yeah. had for a while and that's why we called it the never-ending argument right so if you haven't heard that episode that was episode eight go back go back and listen to that episode before you listen to the rest of this one okay so that you can follow along with what we're about to share yeah so what are we introducing now? The now we're going to introduce the solution, the proper way to argue. Yeah. And we're going to do this using what's called the Imago Dialogue. Yes, the Imago Dialogue. Now, this is a unique but very effective communication tool. It was created originally by Dr. Harvell Hendricks and his wife, Dr. Helene Hunt. And I know it's been used by couples for years, right? Yeah, definitely. Many years. Definitely, and it's, um, it's actually a pretty good tool. I know it teaches you how to slow down when you're having a conversation yeah. and how to let one person speak at a time because we have arguments. We're both speaking at the same time. Um, nobody's taking the time to hear anybody. Mm-hmm. But what mm-hmm. this process allows you to do is sit back, let one person go at a time, mm-hmm. and what I love about it is that you can't move on until you understand what the other person is saying. Right. So they give their point of view and, and we're going to talk about mirroring and rather than just thinking you heard what they say, actually listening so that you can respond and kind of feel what they're feeling. You know, the reason that you're having an argument over and over again is because they have some angst and haven't been able to express it clearly enough so that you can 
understand why they want to argue all the time, right? Yeah, definitely. And then this way, I'm pretty sure after you go through the process and once you get through it, you will have a better understanding well, this is what I could have been doing a long time ago. Yeah, so it's been used by couples for over 25 years, actually. And just to add on to what you were just saying, one thing that this helps with, it helps to show you both that you each have a valid point of view. No matter that it's different from what your partner is thinking, your point of view, your feelings are just as valid as your partner's feelings. But sometimes they don't even really know what what you're feeling because in the argument you don't really get down deep enough to see what the root cause is for that frustration yeah because just Mm -hmm. think about if you had an argument before did you really take the time to listen and hear what your spouse had to say or did you hear them say something and put your own assumption to what they were saying and and can't wait to jump in and say what i have to say because you just said something and i have something to say to that right yeah, so now, it's like yeah now you're just listening yeah, you're listening now only to respond yes, you're not exactly. really you're not listening to understand so the powerful thing about the Margo dialogue it teaches you to now listen to understand because Mm -hmm. you can't move forward until you understand it's going to teach you patience this is not a tool that you really need for every everyday you know basic arguments right right this is something that you need for an argument that is like an achilles heel it's something that is just bothering you and your spouse doesn't understand why it's bothering you. They don't get what the problem is. And they have no regard for your feelings because they don't realize that it's such a problem. Or maybe actually sometimes they do know it's a problem, but maybe they don't want to take the time to hash it out, you know? Yeah, So this requires both parties coming together and agreeing to have a conversation about a serious issue. Let's see here, moving along. What do we need to remember when we're about to have this argument? Or this argument, I said argument, this conversation. Well, this conversation, <laughs> well. <clears throat> Some important things that, that we have to you definitely keep in mind. You definitely need to pick the right time mm-hmm. and pick a good place where no interruptions. Another thing is that you shouldn't have this conversation in your bedroom. Never, ever have serious conversations in the bedroom. Yeah, you definitely should pick somewhere else that's comfortable for you in the house. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The living room, the kitchen, the dining room, any place but the bedroom. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Right. Okay. So we're going to have two flow charts that we're going to be working with. And um, you'll find instructions on how to download them and access them in the show notes. We're going to put some information in there for you. So the two charts, the first is is the sender flow chart. And that starts the conversation. And the second is the receiver's flowchart. You're going to use that to reflect back and validate what the person is saying. Mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm. And we're going to talk. One person at a time. <laughs> right, right. And no finger pointing, no name calling, no I told you so's. Yeah, and no you statements. You statements it, it, like, so oh, you, you always, always do this, exactly. yeah. or you never do this, mm-hmm. so none of that, right? Yeah, none of that. Yeah, so the I statements, if we use the I statements, then everything will circle back to how we feel rather than talking about what they did. Yeah, exactly. And also, say, and right? remember that cause that's what this is, is, is you talking to your spouse about how 
you feel. Mm -hmm. It's about, I feel this way when. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When you do this, it makes me feel this way. Just to, you know, give you an idea. Mm -hmm. So there are four main steps to the Imago Dialogue, right? And we find the breakdown right here, basically, on the receiver flowchart. So and the first step is listening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. The second step is mirroring. Yes, and, and with the mirroring, you pause and, and actually take a moment to say, is that correct? Is there more about that you want to say? Right? Okay, and the third one is validation. Mm-hmm, and that's where you summarize what they were trying to tell you, right? And the fourth one is empathy. And with empathy, you try to put yourself in their shoes and say, well, that must have made you feel such and such and such. Um, and ask them if there are any more feelings that they have about that. All right, so I think we're ready to dive in then, huh? Yeah, I think we're ready to get started. So again, there is a sender flow chart and a receiver flow chart. And I guess I'm going to go first today for the purpose of this demonstration. But yeah. in real life, either one of us could go first, first of all. And secondly, after I go through the motions of being the sender and you are the receiver, we would flip roles. Yeah, so basically so both people, both of us get a chance to do both parts. Mm -hmm. So as the sender, let's assume I already requested an appointment, right? We're going to sit down here in the living room and have a conversation. Okay, so I'm going to start by saying I appreciate how much you work hard for the kids and for me and take care of our household and you're a good provider you always you know give us anything that we need and I think that's a good thing I'm grateful for that and the reason I wanted to have this conversation is because I feel like the relationship has changed and I want to figure out how we can stay connected okay so what I heard you say is that I'm a hard worker well you appreciate how hard I work to try to take care of the family and I heard you say that you want to stay connected but you feel that the relationship is changing yes so what I want to talk about is basically that our relationship has changed and I don't feel close to you anymore okay so what I heard you say is that you want to talk to me about our relationship has changed and you don't feel that close to me anymore. Did I get that? Well, that was just the topic. That's what I want to talk about as a whole. When you're out at work, out with friends during the week and even on the weekends when you know you make time to go and hang with your college buddies and you know, your friends from work, I feel neglected. I feel like we have no quality time. Okay, so what I heard you say is when I get off work and when I hang out with my friends, especially on the weekends, and I'm not here with you, so you feel neglected. Did I get you? Yeah. Is there more? Uh, yes. I also feel like I could use some more help with the kids. And because you're not here, I am almost doing everything myself. And I feel unappreciated because of that. Okay, so what I heard you say is that because I'm not here, uh, you can use help with the kids. You feel like you're doing it all by yourself and you feel neglected and you feel unappreciated. Did I get you? Yes. Is there more? Yes. Okay. I'm also upset and sometimes angry when I think of how in stride you take all of this and, and how it doesn't seem to bother you. I feel like our marriage is falling apart because, again, we have no quality time and you seem fine with it. Okay, what I heard you say is that you feel upset because you feel that I'm just taking this relationship in stride and I, it's like I don't feel any way about it. And this is one of the reasons why you're feeling frustrated and upset. Did I get you? Yes. Is there more? 
Yes, I feel like the only time you pay attention to me is when you want sex. Okay, what I heard you say is the only time that you feel that I pay attention to you is when I want sex. Can I get you? Yes. Okay, is there more? No. To summarize, you're saying because I'm out at work and I hang with my friends a lot, and then even on the weekends, we don't have time together, and also we don't have time with the kids, and you're saying when I come home, I just feel like it doesn't even bother me that I'm not really present, and the only time that I really pay attention to you is when I want sex. Did I get it? Yes, you got it all. Okay, so now the next is I have to validate. You make sense to me because... The relationship has been changing, and I haven't said anything really about it because I didn't want it to cause an argument. The reality is that I have been hanging out with my friends after work and also during the weekends, and I don't let you know that I value what you do for the family. Does it feel like I'm getting you? Yes, it does. Okay. So now we're going to the empathy stage. Mm -hmm. So... I can imagine that you might be feeling frustrated, a little irritated, angry, hurt, lonely, abandoned, maybe a little overwhelmed, sad, yeah. or rejected. Okay, so I understand how you feel. Going forward, I will definitely do some things differently so you don't feel all of these ways. Like I'll make sure that I'm home more frequently from work, uh, make sure I'm helping you around the house, making sure that I show that I love and appreciate you. Make sure that you get back to understanding that, you know, we're a couple and we're good together. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Gosh, that was, that was rough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was not, um, even, even though it was through a, it. a yeah. pretend yeah. Going dialogue, uh, you know, it was it that was that was kind of rough, a yeah, little was, tense, yeah, def uh, yeah, right? Yeah, it definitely was. Yeah, so if you have a, an issue, I mean, ours was a made up issue based on you know the previous episode, like we said before. But if you have a real issue that is causing a problem in your marriage, the Imago dialogue can definitely bring you guys to a place where you're actually talking about the deeper feelings and getting some understanding on both sides. Even doing this exercise here, when you hear us talk, you see that we're not talking at the same time. Mm -hmm. One of us is talking and then the other one is talking. So that's what it does for you. So it gives you time to listen and then try to understand. But was it was it hard to listen in such a way that you could mirror? That was tricky, yeah, right? Yeah, that was definitely tricky. Yeah, it, initially it is. And that's why I keep asking, did I get you? And that's the other thing. When you're first doing it, don't get frustrated because the person that's listening may not hear everything that you're saying or getting everything that mm, you're saying right away. True. It leaves the room for if they didn't get it all, you can repeat it. Right. And one more thing. Typically, one person is the sender first and the other is the receiver. And then you switch roles, right? So... We didn't go over the husband side, you know, we only talked about how the wife felt, but we didn't really talk about how the husband who's not coming home must have felt, right? Right. So I gave that a little bit of thought, and I'm thinking, okay, if a husband is not coming home, well, maybe you can speak to that more, but I imagine that he's probably feeling not comfortable in his own home for some reason, or... 
I don't know. Is he out there just, you know, like mm. living life? And, mm. and <laughs> No, for the most part, and I'm pretty sure in our example, he feels that his wife don't really care. You know, when he comes home, it's like he don't get paid any attention. I mean, he didn't just start hanging out um, late at work for nothing. It's something that triggered him to stay at work. When you come home sometime from your wife, you want her, you know, you want to feel like, hey, honey, I'm home. You want to have that good feeling mm -hmm. that you're mm -hmm. home. Right. But if she's too busy and doing everything else, it's like she's putting you to the back burner. So you don't feel good. So in, in order to feel good, you stay out later and then you just come in later. Wow. But you should have the conversation before it gets to this point mm -hmm. so you can straighten things out. And if you haven't, then this is a good way to have that conversation. All right. Well, what we know now is that conflict is an opportunity for growth in a relationship, right? Right. One thing to remember is that communication is not really the cause of a good marriage. Good communication is really the result of having a strong emotional connection, which is why you need to keep the connection so, you know, keep it intact. And if you go a little deeper, safety having a relationship where you're safe to express your feelings in the first place even if your spouse doesn't agree with them is what helps to really really foster that connection if you're in a relationship where you can talk to your spouse about anything then i think that's a beautiful thing oh yeah definitely right yes you're never going to agree on everything and sometimes when things get a little rough you must have a safe space to come together and talk, right? Right. Okay, so this week we had a listener's question and I asked Anthony, what is one marriage tip that he wished he had received before he got married? My answer is, I wish they would have told me that there will be as many disagreements as agreeable things. All right, well, that was short and sweet, right? Right to the point. Yeah, well, that's why we're doing this podcast pretty much in a nutshell, right? We want to dispel some of the misconceptions about marriage and to equip people with some tools that are going to help them to navigate and basically thrive in their relationships rather than be so blindsided by the reality of you know the ups and downs of a long-term relationship yeah because i think that a lot of times our parents tell us some things about marriage mm -hmm. but we never get the intricate detail even when they argue a lot of times a lot of parents don't let their children see them arguing or they don't speak about it so you don't know how to handle it or how to go through it now that brings us to our final nugget and today we have a quote yes and it goes most couples don't have hundreds of arguments. They have the same argument hundreds of times. It's not always about trying to fix something that's broken. Maybe it's about starting over and creating something better. You can't have a relationship without any fights, but you can make your relationship worth the fight. Now with that being said, thank you for joining us today. Be sure to check back in for our next episode.
do us a favor and review us on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you listen on. If you give us a five-star rating, we might just shout you out on one of our future episodes. And if this episode resonated with you, take a screenshot and share it on Instagram or Facebook and tag us at This Marriage Thing. Until next time, peace and love.